Good morning, Lansing. It's Saturday, it's 9 a.m., and the pet experts are in the building. This is the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS and 1320WILS.com. Now, here are your hosts, Rick Pruce and Lee Cohen. Welcome, pet keepers, to this week's MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. I'm your host, Lee Cohen, here with my co-host, the pet expert himself, Mr. Rick Pruce. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Lee. Are you kind of like a cat on the prowl today? I absolutely am, Rick. I'm excited to do this show, not just because we've got a first-time guest in the studio, but because we've got a return of our former fill-in host who hasn't been here in a while because she was busy having a baby. I mean, as if <laughs> as if that took up a lot of your time. We've got Kirby Proust back with us. Uh, welcome to the show, Kerbay. Hi, guys. Thank you. Oh, good to have you. And our first-time guest we've got today is the executive director of the Constellation Cat Cafe, Kelsey McCombs. Welcome to the show, Kelsey. Hey, thanks for having me. Our pleasure to have you. It's an interesting situation that we've got (laughs) because we're going to talk about where you've been, where you are, and potentially where you're going. And that's an exciting conversation. So to begin with, can you share with our listeners who maybe they don't make it down Lake Lansing Road in East Lansing, but if they did, they might have seen the Constellation Cat Cafe. When did you guys get started and what the heck are you? (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Um, So we opened at the end of September in 2019. Um, Great time to start a business (laughs) right before everything got shut down. Um, So we are, half of our business is a coffee shop, and so you can just come in and grab a to-go cup of coffee, but mostly people are coming in to see the cats. So we have like a 900-square-foot cat lounge, so you can just come play with adoptable cats and kittens. So a lot of people come in just to get their cat fix and cuddles, um, but also the cats are available for adoption. So if someone falls asleep on your lap and you're like, ooh, I could really get used to this, they can go right (laughs) home with you. So how many cats, if I were to go in there today to pick up a good cup of coffee, how many cats might I see on a typical day? Ooh, when I left yesterday, I think we had about 17 cats, but our adoptions and intake manager in Haraka is doing intake this morning. So we might be back up to like 23 cats. It gets packed in the summer. Now, now is this concept um, kind of tried and true? Is there a lot of uh, trying to figure it out as you go or to help us understand <laughs> the, the concept? Because, you know, certainly when I was growing up or when Lee was growing up, nothing like this existed. Maybe my daughter has seen something like this, but I, I certainly haven't. Yeah, for sure. So um, Cat Cafe started in Taiwan. Um, And then they got really popular in Japan as well. And then Americans were like, hey, we want to get out on this. So there might be close to 100 now across the U.S. Um, There's a couple others in mid-Michigan. And um, there's like a variety of types. Like some you can adopt the cats, some just have resident cats. But... And are they all typically independent? Are they usually privately owned? Are they usually nonprofits? Or what? what, what is this kind of organization? mostly independent. So I think there's a good mix of like um, for-profits that partner with different shelters and nonprofits like us that also partner with different rescues. So you're actually a nonprofit. Yeah. So we just became a 51C3 nonprofit last fall. Well, that's fantastic. (laughs) And before then, what would you have considered yourself kind of 
Uh, <laughs> a nonprofit non in waiting? <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Um, uh -huh. It's just a really long application with a long wait for the approval process. So what does that mean for us uh, as uh, the Lansing community being nonprofit? What does that bring to the table when you want this concept to to flourish? Um, so it means that when you support us, either by visiting the cats or buying a cup of coffee, coming to an event, or making a donation, um, you're giving back to the animals and future animal pet owners in your yeah. community. Yeah, right, right. Now, tell us how it's gone. Uh, trials and tribulations. Yeah, uh, you picked all, a great all... time to start. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you get this going, and all of a sudden, everyone is in there and saying, forget this yoga with goats. I want coffee with cats. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, we have had a lot of fun. Um, we spent the most, the first few months kind of just like this conversation, explaining to people um, what is a cat cafe. Um, like that's probably how we spend most of our conversations when we're telling people about our organization is no one's heard of it before. So instead of just being like, this is where we are, you have to be like, okay, let's go back to the beginning. What is a cat cafe? Is it like four cats to come drink coffee? Like they, people give us all sorts of- A lot of creative things. Yeah. <laughs> Fill in the blank. Yeah. <laughs> we opened in the fall of 2019 and we, our goal was to get 100 adoptions in the first year. We had 100 cats adopted in the first three months. And we're like, whoa, we can really make something of this. And then in March, the following spring, obviously everything shut down for COVID. And we're like, ooh, this is going to be a little more challenging than we thought. But we've really been embraced by like the greater Lansing community. We've had just so much support. And so it's really been amazing. And now we're up to almost 1,300 adoptions in about two and a half years. So we're really, really proud of that. Yeah, I know what that means because, uh, you know, for the longest time we pretty much adopted cats out and it's it's an effort. You know, there's, there's a lot that goes into that. Kirby, do you have any questions? Yeah, well, first of all, I want to say, I know we'll talk about this later, but for where you're potentially going, if you need a yoga instructor for cat yoga, I know somebody. <laughs> okay, <perfect>. <laughs> I'm your, glad to have you right there. One of your potential there. neighbors. <laughs> perfect. Um, I, know, I know Lee jokes about goat yoga, which they used to teach. Um, but no, I do want to chime in, and I, I just want to say that there is such a need for individuals like yourself that want to put their best foot forth and try to help cats in need. Um, like my dad said, we used to do cat adoptions, and there's a lot that goes into it, especially when you're focused on providing them the optimal care they need from a veterinarian um, and also making sure that they have a great home afterwards. And actually, when COVID hit, we really had to reassess what we did as an institution. And as far as kittens go, we actually just started referring everybody to the rescues we worked with because in-house, we had enough to, to handle. So we are always, always connecting people with resources for kittens and adoptions and places in need. And so I'm just grateful for what you're doing. Um, and I'm very excited for what's to come. Thank you so much. That's really kind of you. And I should mention, um, we are not going out into the community and like trapping these stray cats ourselves. And we're also not um, like doing direct intake from the public. We're really lucky to work with awesome foster-based rescue partners. So we work with Saved by Zaid and we work with Happy Feet Pet Rescue. So they and their fosters do all of the medical care for the cats. They take care of them from the time they're very little. They bring in cats that are in really, really rough condition, which I know you guys have seen and taken care of kittens and cats like that yourselves. Mm -hmm. um, and they just do so much work before the cats ever get to us. So we get to be like the happy and fun side of pet rescue, <laughs> even though there's a lot of 
really rough stuff that comes before. Um, and then so we get these like fully vetted, like vaccinated, already dewormed cats and just get to do the fun part of matching them with their families. Yeah, but now let me ask a question because I've seen a lot of people with cats and cats are really good at climbing. They can get on tables and all that. And I'm seeing a cup of coffee and I'm seeing a cat on the <laughs> table and I'm asking the question, what happens next? I mean, how, how does I, that I can't work? imagine you have carpet in there. We do not have carpet. That would not work out for us. Um, so um, some people choose to drink their coffee over on, like, the coffee shop side. We have a fully dividing wall and then, like, a little cat lock, which is a series of two sure, doors so sure. the cats can't get into the cafe. Um, but customers do often choose to bring in their coffee to the cat room. We give them these little cup covers. Actually, they're really cute. They have cat ears on them. Um, so those are like a good defense against cats sticking their noses in their drinks, which is important because obviously cats shouldn't be drinking like a mocha or no. even Well, I was going to say espresso. they like milk, but do they like coffee? Yeah, they don't seem super attracted to the coffee. I definitely see them drinking a glass of water every so often. I know sometimes I'm there and I forget my drink, but usually it's just now, been water. Now, can the cats get any treats or anything, or is that something that you have to be... Uh, well, Lee's saying that uh, we need to go to break. Well, we do. We need, we need to get to a break. But when we come back, let's talk about, from a success standpoint, how this has worked out and where you guys are going next. No uh, leading there intended. But <laughs> I'd love to find out what uh, kind of plans we've got. We're talking this morning with Kelsey McCombs, who is the executive director of the Constellation Cat Cafe. And we'll be back after the break on the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. Welcome back to the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show, your number one source for information on taking care of your pets. Here are your hosts, Rick Bruce and Lee Cohen. We're back here with the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show, and we're talking this morning with Kelsey McCombs, who is the Executive Director of the Constellation Cat Cafe. And Kelsey, uh, you guys have been going now for a couple of years, and there's a lot going on, and I admit, cat can be cute to hang with, but you got to be selling a lot of products and other things. Tell our listeners what kind of products they can buy when they come in to your store. Yeah, for sure. Um, so all of the cat's adoption fees goes right back to our rescue partners. So we can't get by on those adoption fees to get alone because we lose money for each adoption, to be honest, <laughs> which we're happy to do. Favorite way to lose money. Yeah, um, yeah we have a really great gift shop that we've loved curating over the past couple of years. Um, we have really cute like t-shirts and stickers with our logos. Right now we just did a collaboration with a cartoonist, Maggie Ram, and they made us um, little cat teacups with all the different pride logos. Um, so those are really fun. We love doing collaborations and like custom products from different artists. Um, we also have really awesome enamel pins we have I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say it. We have the cutest pins in all of Michigan, um, <laughs> maybe the world, um, and we have great jewelry stuff like that. And also, um, we are supported by our coffee shop. So if you come in and grab a latte, you don't have to feel guilty about indulging in your special treat because all the money is going to saving cats. Nice, Corey. 
Uh, you were hinting at uh, some excitement. Want to have that conversation? Yes. So first of all, I never feel guilty indulging in a latte because I have a six-month-old baby and it is the necessary fuel to keep myself alive. <laughs> and I'm very excited because I think that necessary fuel to stay alive might be even closer to where I work. Um, I saw a post that you guys made about possibly locating to Old Town and actually you would be our direct neighbor. Can you tell us about that? For sure. Um, So I don't know if you guys saw that the Sucasa building right next to Proofs recently went up for sale. And we made an offer on it and it was accepted. Oh, my Um, gosh. So that's really exciting. Um, One, not to get too excited because... (laughs) I've never bought a house before, and I didn't know you're supposed to go to the bank first and get financing and get pre-approved for a loan. So they did accept our offer, but we have some backtracking to go do at the bank. Um, so right now we're fundraising for our down payment. We have to run, we raised twenty six thousand um, dollars, but once that's all settled, we will be right next door to you guys. I think that is just absolutely super, and, yeah. and we've got to do everything possible as a community to make that happen. I just have been sitting here listening to you. Describe your uh, business plan, if you will. And also, uh, I had read, I had seen the article, but it hadn't yet been an accepted offer. And I, I and you can comment on this too, Kirby. I see just an endless amount of um, synergistic uh, relationships. You want to talk a little bit about that, Kirby? Well, and I want to invite you, Kelsey, if you're available on Friday, June 24th that night. You can be my guest um, to speak on the stage for the Artist's Umbrella. Cruz Pets is a proud supporter of the Artist's Umbrella, um, which is all about supporting the arts and artists in Lansing and uh, making sure money goes back in the artist's pockets. And it will be a wonderful platform located in Old Town for you to announce to the audience that you guys are doing this fundraising effort. So feel free to come and be my guest and you can have the stage with me. Um, But yeah, as far as collaboration goes, I can't think of two more synergistic partners, right? Cruise Pets has all of the education and information when it comes for from things from getting kittens and how to adjust them to the home um, to what to do in those you know senior year stages. And the fact that you guys have this rescue operation within walking steps of our door for people to go and look for a forever feline is just exciting. So I'm all about it. I know my staff will rally behind it. And uh, I think there's lots of Good things to come, and I hope there will be a fish tank for yes. the cats to enjoy. <laughs> they would love that. Yeah, I'm very excited myself because a lot of times people don't come in with a plan to take home a cat. They just kind of spontaneously fall in love, and they're like, uh, I don't have any cat stuff at my house, so I'm going to be like, okay, walk across the street, <laughs> go get your supplies, and come right back. So that will be perfect. And I know, yeah, you guys have lots of great specialty supplies. Like I know as a foster, I've been able to pick up like bottle feeding supplies from Proust. Um So that's been really important because you can't just get that stuff anywhere. You have to go right. to a specialized pet store. Right. And I can easily see, you know, it's just, yeah, well, I want to, I want to go backwards a little bit in time. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this, Kirby, because it wasn't more than a couple, three years ago, maybe four. Uh, it's probably four or five years. Time flies when you're having fun. But we, but you were just passionate about wanting to try to figure out how we could fit something exactly like this in our store. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I have always loved the idea of a cat cafe. This was, I think, right before Kelsey launched her cat cafe, and I had planted the seed of an idea. Um, There was another group at the time that was rallying around the idea of a cat cafe as well. 
Um, so I jumped on board to help them fundraise to bring a cat cafe into Old Town as well as help them find some locations. Um, unfortunately, it didn't work for them, um, but I'm super excited. It's working for Constellation Cat Cafe um, because, yeah, I've been saying for years, someone bring a cat cafe to Old Town. <laughs> Do it. It would go great. So this is really exciting. Um, and, and I personally, I have, I've personally worked in so much rescue work just in Old Town with TNR programs that I know there is a huge need for adoptable facilities um, that can help shed a light on the amount of rescue that needs to be done. And I can't think of a better way to do it than a coffee shop. <laughs> I think it's going to be so fun. Yeah, we're really excited to be a part of the Old Town community. Well, and if you think about it, there's a benefit to you guys with the building that you chose to move into because I know Sukasa has a reputation for a certain kind of product in the supplies that went with that. But the truth is a big part of their business was in selling really artsy kinds of T-shirts as well as very unique jewelry that they've gotten. It sounds like that's what you're bringing back to that location. So it's not going to be real hard to convince people to go into that house if you're looking for those types of products because they've already been doing that. <laughs> yeah, I I actually didn't think about that. I just, I knew it was like a trusted business and I honestly fell in love with what a beautiful house it is. Like those big windows. Can't you just see like a cat curling up in those windows and just oh, yeah, having a nice time? It's really nice. It's it's not the kind of house I think that would be easily converted to a residential uh, mm-hmm. just because of its location. But it is such a kind of a, a, a kind of a homey inside mm-hmm. set and it's actually got some pretty good square footage yeah it's uh, and, huge in it's fact, 3, it's, square foot yeah and the way it's lays, laid out it um it would be very accommodating I, there's a very large room yes large like center room and then there's that entrance way and it i mean it really lays out exactly like you would want it it's perfect uh, yeah. yeah we'll have like our coffee shop and gift shop at the entry um and then you'll go back to they have like a big expanded back room and that is where our cat room will be Um, and then upstairs we'll have like offices and storage which is very exciting because our current location we just like sit at the cafe tables and pretend those are offices (laughs) so customers are often like sitting in on our business meetings wow wow (laughs) now typically when people come into your place how long do they typically stay there? Is it, is it typical to other coffee shops where I come in, I drink my coffee, I might hang out for half an hour and I'm gone? Or do the cats seem to have a captivating effect <laughs> on keeping the audience? Because, for example, Proust, where the average pet store visit is about 10 minutes, there they're probably keeping people north of an hour. Oh, yeah. And that <laughs> happens to me at Proust. I go in to pick up one thing and then I'm like, should I? Maybe getting a chinchilla yeah. <laughs> um, and I, stay till close. I'm imagining is is the same thing true for you guys. Yeah. So um, most people, even if they just stop in for a cup of coffee, then quickly realize they need to go in and see these cats. So we have an admission structure to go into the cat room, which pays for the cat care. Um, and most people do a one-hour visit. So they'll go in and they'll get trapped. And if it's a slow day, we don't care. If they're trapped under a cat, they're welcome to stay for a couple hours, especially during the summer when MSU mm-hmm. students are oh. gone. It's fine if they stay as long as they want. Um, yeah. And we still do have a little bit of that coffee shop traffic of like um, people who are working remotely or students coming in and working on laptops uh, in the cafe side. Um, but if you bring your laptop into the cat room, 
you're probably not going to get a lot done. A cat is absolutely going to sit on your computer. (laughs) That's interesting. And when it comes to the types of things that people can get, you haven't mentioned food at all, but is food a part of your plan for people? Because sometimes when they're grabbing a quick bite or something, they're hungry too. Is that something that you're going to do as well? For sure. Right now we just do like muffins and cookies, Um, but we would love to partner in our new location with a bakery who can do, um, who can kind of work with us to have recipes that are pet safe in case we're getting crumbs on the floors. We um, right now, we have to be really, really careful um, just to make sure the cats don't eat anything that they shouldn't be having. Right. Interesting. We're talking this morning with Kelsey McCombs, who is the executive director of the Constellation Cat Cafe. And we need to take another break. But when we come back from the break, we'll talk about what's going to go into this purchase in terms of fundraising and your schedule for getting that done right here on 1320 WILS. Welcome back to the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. Here are your hosts, Rick Bruce and Lee Cohen. It's 935 and we're back here with the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. And we've been talking this morning with Kelsey McCombs, who is the executive director for the Constellation Cat Cafe. And we also have with us on the line, Kerbay Bruce. And she seems to be joined by another member of the staff. It's Arabella Pruce who is available and seems to be really quite involved in what's going on. Wouldn't you say, Kerbay? Oh, yeah. She's already been here at work with me today and gave a tour to 35 kids about salmon migration. So she's now ready for the radio show, and she's reaching for the phone, and you'll probably hear her. It's good to start him early in the family office. Absolutely. And so, you can't get any earlier than this. Well, I don't know. Kerbay started yeah. pretty early herself. Yeah, so. yeah, you couldn't get any earlier than that either. Out of the womb. So, I mean, talk about growing up in the pet business. Kerbay, you can speak to it as well as anyone. So, uh, But getting back to our topic for today with Kelsey. Kelsey, we were talking about the new location and getting that started, but I was taking a pretty big presumption, which is that that's assuming that all the money comes in <laughs> in order to pay for everything. And Lord knows that can be difficult sometimes. So tell us, what are your plans? How are you going to go about generating the funds for it? What are you doing right now? What fundraisers do you have going? How can people help you to make this happen? Capitalism is such a bummer, right? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we need about $26,000 for our down payment on our new building. We're really excited. We've already raised close to $7,000 in a little over a week. So that's so amazing that our community has stepped up like that. Um, so we're going to be starting our T-shirt sales soon. Um, our friend Maggie Ram, the cartoonist who does a lot of stickers for us, drew a really gorgeous picture of the Sue Costa building covered in cats. <laughs> so we're going to be doing T-shirts and stickers, and those will be launching um, hopefully this weekend. Um, so you guys can hop on over to our Facebook to either check out our merchandise or to make just a straight-up cash donation. Um, people can send us a check or donate by credit card or Venmo or PayPal or anything. If there's a way to send money, we take it. <laughs> we really do have to raise a lot of money. 
um, which is probably our least favorite part of Cat Rescue. It would be really fun if we could just do all this for free. Right. Um, we we got to pay for that building. We got to pay for cat food. We got to make it all happen. Well, what kind of deadlines are we dealing with here? Is this something where you're being given weeks, months, year? We're so lucky that the owner of Tsukasa and their realtor have been really patient with us um, and extended our deadline out a little bit. So we probably have about three weeks to finish fundraising, which is not a ton of time. Um, so if you guys know any like rich celebrities who love cats, please send them our way. Or if you just have cat-loving friends who can send us 5 or $10, um, just a couple people, well, a lot of people doing that makes a huge difference. Um, if you want to do like a Facebook fundraiser for your birthday for the Cat Cafe or anything like that, it is huge. Well, speaking of that, there is a GoFundMe option available. Have, have you guys pursued that? We haven't jumped on GoFundMe yet. Um I'm a little nervous because we're already on so many platforms. But okay. well, what pla- uh, again, repeat, what platforms are you yeah. on right now? So or can... how, how could somebody go about um, offering you funds? Absolutely. Thanks for asking. Um, so they can donate through our Facebook or Instagram pages. We're just at Constellation Cat Cafe. They can donate on Venmo at Constellation. You can just Venmo us five bucks or whatever. Um, you can send us money through PayPal. Um, our email for that is Kelsey at ConstellationCatCafe.com. Um, or you could send us a check or drop off cash when you're coming to visit the cats. Um, also, just supporting the cafe goes towards our right. um, building funds. So if you want to come, a good time to go out and check yeah, it out. Yeah, come buy a coffee. Can, can come you visit tell the us cat where room. It is right now. Yeah, we're at 3320 East Lake Lansing Road, which is in East Lansing where Lake Lansing Road curves. So by like the Quality Dairy. Gotcha. And. Um, did, what kind of feedback have you gotten from the clientele that you already have? What have they said about the idea? Um, a lot of people are really excited to be in Old Town. Honestly, a ton of our feedback has been like, ooh, by Proust. <laughs> I can go see the birds, see the fish, it's, see it's the like, cats. Ooh, yeah. by Proust uh, uh, <laughs> campaign. How's yeah, that? exactly. You've already trained them to go there, Rick. It's yeah. not yeah. their fault. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pet lovers know what Proust is. <laughs> right. So that's been a really good touchstone for us to be like, this is where it is. Nice. Um, I think a lot of people are excited for us to be in Old Town, a little bit more central location. So hopefully everyone from Greater Lansing can make it out. Yeah, it's a good hub. Uh, we didn't know when we moved into Old Town how great a hub it would be. Um, I mean, it makes some sense because it's kind of in the center of everywhere. Uh, but it's proven to be Cedar Street is a very busy street that brings a lot of people in. The highway, 127, isn't far away. Mm-hmm. Uh, West Side do- doesn't feel like it's too far away. East Side overall has worked out reasonably well. Uh a little bit more of a barrier for Hazlitt and Okemos area. Sure. But, uh, but we get a lot of Hazlitt and Okemos customers because that's where we started out at. So, that makes sense. So that's helped, and that's brought people into the neighborhood as well. Yeah, I hope our customers who are over in the East Lansing area will make a little bit of a drive for us. We promise we'll make it worth your while. Well, and honestly, the time it takes, it doesn't take any time, you know, when, when you think about it with uh, – Saginaw, Oakland. Yeah, uh, it's pretty quick. It's drive. really, really quick. Mm-hmm. Well, but that that raises an interesting question to me, which is, who are the people who have been coming in? I mean, uh, what types of demographics have appealed so far to your East Lansing store? Because all geographies are different, but as a general rule. 
Are they more women than men? Are they older? Are they younger? Are they middle? Or is everybody a cat lover <laughs> and they're all going there at the same time in the same levels? <laughs> well, I do think that everyone could be a cat lover once I introduce them to the right cat for them. Um, that being said, our current demographic, we got a lot of women. We get a lot of um, queer people and non-binary people. Um, just because they see that reflected in our staff and they know, oh, this is going to be a safe place for me to come hang out, be myself. Um, we get a lot of like queer kids and teens volunteering, um, which is really, really cool. I didn't know or expect that that would happen. And it's been really cool to watch that community build and embrace us. What does it take as a volunteer uh, staff currently and would this take substantially more people volunteering and, and are there paid staff members? Yeah, um, we have a paid staff team of about 10 people um, but a lot of our cat care is done by volunteers. Mm -hmm. um, so people can sign up to volunteer on our website constellationcatcafe.com um, and then they can commit to whatever volunteer shifts they want after they complete the one hour training. Um, so we probably have around maybe 30 active volunteers. Nice. And um, we have three two-hour volunteer shifts every single day. <laughs> it's a lot of work to take care of, 20 to 25 cats. There's lots of cleaning and sanitizing. We want the cat room to be clean and comfortable for our human guests as well as our cat guests. <laughs> um, so just we're cleaning all the time. And we also have volunteers doing wellness checks for the cats to make sure there's nothing going on. Um, we also have a volunteer vet who's just started coming in and doing um, more thorough wellness checks like with the stethoscope and everything, um, mm -hmm. things that just cat enthusiasts might not catch. It's good to get a specialized vet in there. Now, for those that are interested, if this if this goes through, and we just have to leave it out at that because, you know, you, like you said, there's a pole vaulting that has to happen, and that's over the financial obstacles associated with this. But assume that happens. Is there a, already in your mind a timeline for any of this? Um, we do need to do a lot of work to the Sukasa building. It's never been a restaurant and it's never been an animal shelter. Um, so we'll do some reservations and we would love to be in there maybe by January or February ready to go. Okay. Okay. Well, that's that's an ambitious chore, but yeah. <laughs> I, I did tour it. Uh, it was one of those things when it came up for sale, I thought, let me take a take a gander through it. And it wasn't mm -hmm. really fitting for what we needed. Mm -hmm. but, but, I, but now that I've I, I sit here and I think about it, the, the, the layout of the first floor uh, is really conducive to the kind of space and volume that you would want to pull that off. How big is the, 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 the square footage of this? Um, the building is about 3,000 square feet. So okay. it's actually a pretty good size for us. And how much square footage are you in now? We have 1,800 square feet right now. So okay. it's a big upgrade. We're really stoked. Good, good. <laughs> Yeah, that, that is a nice upgrade. Now, when it comes to your ability to do this, what kind of a staffing increase do you think you're going to need to be able to handle this? Because with increased customers and increased demands becomes the need for increased stand. And while Rick and Kerbay will tell you they're not, they never have a problem finding staff. But uh, I mean, you never know. Uh, how do you think that's going to work out? We've been really lucky with staffing so far. Um, I think people realize it's a pretty fun place to work. Actually, we've been voted best place to work by the Lansing City Pulse, <laughs> um, the Top of the Town Awards, a couple times. So that's been cool. I think people know we do really value our employees and just like you guys do, try to get like long 
long-term employees in there so we yep. can really get them skilled. <laughs> now, uh, I'm going to ask you a question about uh, what's going on with your, your business. But before we get to that, let's take one more quick break. We're talking this morning uh, with Kelsey McCombs at the Constellation Cat Cafe. And we'll get that question and we'll finish up right after the break on the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. On 1320 WILF. It's the Mid Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show with Rick Pruse and Lee Cohen on 1320 WILS. We're back here with the Mid Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show, and we've been having a conversation about a really cool place, the Constellation Cat Cafe. I'm guessing it's called that because that's where the stars hang out. <laughs> yeah, and, all the celebrities in Lansing exactly. are coming to the cat cafe. And and our guest is the executive director Kelsey McCombs, and uh, as she's talked about so far, this is a nonprofit uh, organization that's looking to make a big move into the Old Town area, and I just think that will be terrific for you guys to do it. One question, though, that's on my mind and I can't stop thinking about is, are all of the cats that you've got spayed and neutered? Because I'm thinking you put all these cats together into a cafe. That's how they keep, that's, that's how they keep the cat numbers up. <laughs> you don't have to go looking for cats and kittens. Like, they come to you. Um, yes, of sure. course, all of our cats that we adopt out are spayed or neutered. They're vaccinated. They've gone through extensive deworming, since a lot of them are coming off the streets once they get into the rescue. Okay. Um, so they're healthy and they're totally ready to go live with other pets without having any health problems. Because I was going to say the competition, I know Kerbet has worked on, because Kerbet, maybe you can take a minute and share your adventures a few years ago with the TNR of Old Town because uh, you were a real trooper in terms of going after and finding some of these cats and uh, taking care of them. Why don't you tell that story? Well, it sounds like Arabella also has a passion for TNR. Can you hear her? <laughs> okay. Um, she she does love kitties. It's so cute. Uh, my parents have a cat that we actually rescued named George. And when my mom watches Arabella every week, Arabella is very enamored with George. So mm-hmm. very passionate about cats. She will be joining us as well. We will try to see if she can keep her voice down. Um, yeah. So about, I'd say, probably five to seven years ago, um, I noticed there were a lot of individuals in the community of Old Town complaining that there were a lot of feral cats. And so um, I had basically reached out, Capillary Humane Society, their spay-neuter clinic. I set up appointments. Um, I went and set my trap, and I caught 13 adult cats and four possums. Um, I did not get the possums, <laughs> I did make a point to drive them all to the Capillary Humane Society spay-neuter clinic on Cedar. And we're talking very feral cats. We're not talking your kitty that can curl up on your lap. Um, we're talking the back of my car got sprayed. Um, you know, just very terrified animals that have never had human interaction or contact. So um, the goal of the TNR was to at least get them fixed so that if they were reintroduced back outside, they weren't contributing to more of an overpopulation issue. Um, and for those that were young enough, uh, I worked actually myself and Margie, who used to work at Proust, um, we socialized them and then we were able to get them all of that work they needed and get them adopted out. So um, it's a ton of work. Um, it's something that not a lot of people are aware of with how TNR works. 
but it's very important if, if you can get involved in your community to help if you do have an overpopulation issue. There's such a huge need for volunteers like Kerbe and Margie to go around every neighborhood in greater Lansing and probably every neighborhood in Michigan um, and really take the time to humanely trap these cats and get them fixed and then evaluate their socialization level. Like, can they be socialized and live at a home or do they need to just be released back into the neighborhood? Right. But see, that's the beauty of the people in Old Town because, Rick, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of the businesses there are much more conducive to working together and thinking collectively as opposed to I'm just taking care of mine and whatever happens to you is yours. Yeah, no. And, Kirby, you could probably comment on this. I'll let you comment on that because – I've I've said this routine a few times, even on the air, and I think it would come just as well from you because you were right there next to me as the Old Town embraced us. Yeah, so that's the beauty of Old Town is community support, and you already have a community within a larger community here. And Kelsey, I would encourage you, um, now would be the time, especially if you're trying to fundraise and food, to just go around and introduce yourself to all the different shop owners. Uh, feel free if I have time to grab me to go with you and make those introductions. Um, but everybody's always so willing to contribute in one way or another. And what comes to mind is right now I'm doing a fundraiser for Ukraine, and I've asked all the businesses to just put sunflowers in their windows as a symbol of hope um, in something so tumultuous. And so many people have jumped on board, and so many people have also decided to fundraise for the Ukraine in June and July. And that's what I'm talking about is that, you know, proof as one business, we can do something. But when you combine all of our businesses in Old Town, you get a much bigger impact. And so I'm sure they'll receive you guys really well and they'll step in and, and they'll get creative, too, with you for ways to fundraise. That's yeah. really beautiful. We, we came, you know, our, our lineage, if you will, at least in the Lansing community. It goes way beyond that back in the state of Pennsylvania. But when we decided to open in Hazlitt, um, we were kind of on our own. Nothing wrong with that. That's pretty typical of any kind of place where you would set up a business. I know, Lee, when you went into the restaurant business, I'm sure the whole plaza didn't get around to help support you. <laughs> no. But when we came to Old Town, I, I can just remember walking through the community and having conversations, and everybody was just like a, a rallying cry, cheerleaders. And uh, the day that um, uh, we needed to put up all the gondola racking in the store, I don't know how it happened, but I just happened to mention it to the director at the time, uh, Jamie Schreiner, and uh, there were 20 different people from the community there just setting up gondola racks for us. I didn't ask for it. They just showed up, and and that's just the way it's always been with Old Town is that the neighborhood makes you feel like you belong in the neighborhood. There's just a whole uh, bunch of cohesion and support and appreciation and i think it's the interrelatedness of it you know all for one one for all that you need to have in that community especially when we go back to the days of uh, robert busby and all the more uh, pioneer individuals is that if they didn't have that kind of support with each other it would still be the 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 place that lee you 
you're familiar with back when you were in college, which was some time ago, and that was a pretty dangerous place, and yeah. it's nothing like that now. No, I worked there in the middle 80s, and I got to tell you, uh, when I showed my mother where I was working at the time, <laughs> she was like, are you crazy? And I said to her, it's okay, Mom, I'm not worried about it, but it was an iffy kind of neighborhood. There's That's no a- question about it. So, But I do have to give Kelsey one warning about Old Town, and forgive me for doing it, but you're going to have a really tough time the last week of October because the Pruces invite literally hundreds of dogs in Halloween <laughs> costumes to Aww. show up in their parking lot right across from where all your cats are going to be. And Lord knows what's going to sure happen. I'm the cats will be very excited. <laughs> They'll be like at the window just howling. Yeah, but something tells me you'll come up with some kind of a, a way of dealing with it and maybe even include a cat angle into the whole thing because they deserve some kind of a celebration as well. Before we end, any other plans for an immediate fundraiser in the near term that we haven't talked about today? Or or maybe just reiterate, where, where would one go if they wanted to see the actualization of a cat cafe in Old Town. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so if you check out our Facebook, so facebook.com slash Constellation Cat Cafe or our Instagram at Constellation Cat Cafe, you can read all about our plants and you can easily donate to our cause. Well, let me give you some good news uh, before we end this show, because as Rick knows, uh, one thing I'm good at is numbers. And if I heard you earlier, you said that you were able to generate about 7000 in one week and you need 26000 and you have three more weeks. So if you can do 7000 three more weeks, then <laughs> guess what? You're going to make it to your goal, and you're even going to have a little bit of extra catnip money left over <laughs> that you can use to celebrate with all of the cats uh, in the business. So, Kelsey, thank you so much for coming in. It was a pleasure to meet you, and we wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. Oh, it was our pleasure. And, Kirby, thank you so much for your contribution. Uh, today, I wish we could talk more about this, but we're about out of time. So on behalf of our producer, Bruce Warner and Rick Pruce, my co-host in the studio, this is Lee Cohen wishing all of you a great weekend, a great Father's Day. Uh, please be aware it's supposed to be hot, so you got to take great care of your animals. Have a great week, everybody. Hey, got some ideas for a show? Questions? Maybe suggestions? Just email us, mmpets at 1320wils.com or message us on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash mmpets. Seagull, you fly across the horizon into the misty morning sun. Nobody 